the football pod. Booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards the, the second he hits it, I knew we were under pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. Now then, you're welcome, Max. So Sweden are a very good team. So England winning 4-0 is pretty damn impressive. Russo has just scored a beautiful goal. Uh, missed a chance she should have scored and then against all odds, um, finished the follow-up where she had her back to goal and she caught everybody on the hop with a back heel, went through the keeper's legs. It was a really beautiful finish. So England 4-0 up against Sweden and cruising into a Euro 2020 final. Meanwhile, looks like it won't be the uh, miracle comeback we were potentially talking about for Shamrock Rovers. They're 1-0 up on the night against Ludogorets, which is still a very good result, but 3-1 down on aggregate with 10 minutes to go in that game. We are going to turn to Camogie now. Sarah Donovan is on the line. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? Very well. All-Ireland Camogie final. We have some familiar foes here, Kilkenny uh, against uh, Cork. Let me just uh, bring the listeners up to speed with the last couple of finals. And I even think you don't need to be John Nash here to spot a bit of, bit of a pattern. Uh, Galway beat Cork last year. Before that, Kilkenny beat Galway. Then Galway beat Kilkenny. Then Cork beat Kilkenny. Then Cork beat Kilkenny. Then Kilkenny beat Cork. Then Cork beat Galway. Then Cork beat Kilkenny. And then Galway beat Kilkenny. In 2012, Wexford uh, beat Cork so a lot of Cork a lot of Kilkenny a lot of Galway we have uh, Triopoly which is a word I looked it up by the way Sarah we have a bit of a Triopoly here when it comes to All-Ireland Finals Uh, not a great thing I guess for the sport I know Tipperary have done their best in recent years and Waterford are trying but um, uh, I guess you would like a few more names in that All-Ireland Final uh, billion you absolutely would but look case in point Dublin Camogie did 100 training sessions this year and couldn't get near Kilkenny um, in, in the quarter final. The amount of time that it takes to build a team to be able to compete at that level, you're talking a decade, you know, and this Waterford team, it took five consecutive seasons for them to break the quarter final ceiling and that group of players lost players players came back players are injured like Joe it is so incredibly hard to yeah. to get anywhere near that that trio um, and as you said Wexford for the, were the last team out of, outside of that in 2012 And Sarah in what areas of the game would the biggest gaps be between Cork, Kilkenny, Galway and the chasing pack? It's the distribution um, I would say that those three are incredibly comfortable at using the ball, heads up hurling, all of the things Tommy Walsh is talking about on a weekly basis with you guys. The club games in the different counties aren't necessarily competitive enough on a regular basis to be able to bring up the standards. So unless the girls are in with inter-county teams, then the club games aren't going to bring on the players to a level that's going to allow them to compete at that level. It's it's a vicious cycle because you need the club game to be incredibly strong to be able to you know bring up the standard of individual players to compete and and right now it's not. And would the club game in the likes of Cork or Kenny Galway be generally regarded as stronger than the rest as well? Yeah, so if you look at the All-Ireland and and challenging for the All-Ireland in the last number of years, um, Cork teams, uh, Galway teams, uh, so Sarsfields, you know, obviously, um, uh, Owler to Bala in Wexford, again, a reason why Wexford were were competitive uh, in Kilkenny, Thomastown. um, They're the teams that have been consistently showing up in the All-Ireland Club Championship in the last four, and they're the teams that show up in the last four of the All-Ireland Intercounty Series as well. So on Saturday just gone, it was a doubleheader. We had Cork beating Waterford and then Kilkenny beat the 
All-Ireland defending champions Galway so it was Kilkenny 113 Galway 12 points uh, 4 point win in the end and I was reading about this game and certainly when it comes to Kilkenny uh, I guess akin to their male counterparts in some respects uh, the word work rate was used about this Kilkenny team in particular it was off the charts. I was actually up in the gods uh, commentating on the game. So I had the I had a bird's eye view and I couldn't get over the commitment of the forwards to get back and get hooks and blocks in. So like, you know, number 13, Mary O'Connell back in at corner back, getting a block in. Denise Gall named at, you know, wing forward. She spent more time in her back line than she did in the forwards. She didn't score from play, but some huge blocks, some huge hooks. They were up and down the field. Like There was no issue with who was doing the job. It was just get back. If you have the legs, get back, cover off and go back up again. Incredible stuff from Kilkenny. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the tackle count and I might get on to Tommy Shefflin during the week uh, and, and ask him for it. If, if he'll disclose it, I, I'd love to know. And invariably, a couple of figures come to the fore. Julianne Malone was away for three years. She weighs in with four points from play, which is obviously huge in a four-point win. And Aoife Norris in the Kilkenny goal? Three saves, three massive saves. And she was actually in for player of the match. I had the audaciously hard task of picking a player of the match. And uh, I went with Michelle T in the cornerback. Uh, there was... Uh, Neve Hanafi was bearing down on goal uh, kind of 10, 15 minutes into the game. And Neve would be 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, and Michelle T in, God bless her, I'd say she's 5'5". Five, five, and she came across and she took her down. And I know it's cynical, but it's game management. And the... Kilkenny team and the way they managed the Galway players driving at the goal and then Aoife Norris stepping up as nearly a, like a kind of a, a third um, or a, the last man back you know constantly in the way constantly shutting down Galway because I'll be honest in the first half Galway looked like they were going to cause Kilkenny real problems and score lots of goals and in the end they scored no goals because of Aoife because of the full back line Grace Walsh was outstanding clear feeling the work rate was incredible and I suppose that that idea from the men's side of things you know you have to be the last man you might have to bring a player down you might have to foul them you might pick up a yellow card and then the next guy comes in and he's willing to take the yellow card. And sometimes in Camogie, girls are a bit shy to, to commit like that. And uh, this Kilkenny team are not shy to take the yellow for their teammate. We're talking here about very familiar foes, um, as I've outlined in you know, the All-Ireland Finals of 19 and 20 here, and they've won one apiece. So generally, these are close affairs and they can go e- either way. Does there tend to be a deciding trend or deciding factor or are you know, the games quite different from one year to another? Actually, I would say that this year it'll be slightly different. Um, Cork have lost a lot of quality over the last kind of three years uh, just with players retiring, the likes of Jim O'Connor, Julia White, Orla Cotter. These would have been fulcrum players. And then uh, Orla Cronin isn't involved with the team this year. She's been incremental in previous years. That Cork quality hasn't necessarily um been added back into the setup and and like I said it's hard to do that in Camogie because you know you need the standards to be at a level at club level to to bring new players in Mm. so I would say Kilkenny are further along than Cork um, this year in in their transition that said Kilkenny have had to replace five of their team so Brian Dowling's done a brilliant job this year in terms of finding players who've been able to slot back in no more so than Julie Malone who you mentioned Julia Malone with who, who came back in and obviously got four points but the team that played in the teams that played in 2018, where Cork won by a point, are going to be very different to the team that will line out actually on right. uh, Sunday the seventh. Right. So, I expect it to be a very different game um, on Sunday the seventh, and I actually think Kilkenny are better placed right now 
to to win it. And maybe as evidenced by the fact that uh, Cork, who did beat Waterford 15 points to 10 in the semi-final, they were down by five points in the second half. It's only with four minutes to go that they take the lead. So, I mean, it's kind of amazing they end up winning by five and it's so comfortable. Uh, That maybe hints at a certain vulnerability there if Waterford were that close to taking them. They've they've been quite vulnerable all year and, and they've been trying to find a settled 15. Like Dublin were seven points up against them in the group phase and they came back and beat Dublin. But to, to let a team like Dublin, who they wouldn't necessarily, you know, I suppose, see issue with, go seven points up would be a concern for them. They lost to Tipperary in the last group game, 117 to 116. Uh, that was the day actually that Ashley Thompson um, was sent off, mm. subsequently picked up a two-match ban thought she was going to be missing for the semi-final and final and and as Cork do they uh, appealed and she managed to get off on the morning um, of, of the game last Saturday so I suppose Matthew Toomey decided the manager of Cork that he wouldn't start her um, but she was there uh, on the wings and 25 minutes in when Waterford you know looked in control Cork parachuted her into midfield and I suppose that was the change of the game yeah, she just has a physicality and an energy and a work rate and a presence in there, which is hard to match, really. She stands out a mile. Yeah, well, Waterford were playing a sweeper, so Claude Carroll was a sweeper on their side, and then Ashling took on the sweeper role on the Cork side. So she had a free reign. So right. everywhere that she needed to be, she was. And you're you're right, her physicality is insane. Um, like, it's she was bossing Waterford girls off the ball in, in that second half. And I'd say Waterford are probably thinking, what if, you know, what if the appeal hadn't gone ahead? Would they be in an All-Ireland final? But I think the final will be better for having Cork and Kilkenny in it because Waterford were 33 weeks on the road and I just thought they were running out of uh, petrol. Mm. So these three teams, obviously... Um very familiar foes. What, like, is, will there be bad blood between Kilkenny and Cork? Will they look at each other and straight up be sick of each other and it'll be uh, slightly bad-tempered or is there very healthy respect and, 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 and it tends to uh, walk a nicer line? Uh, no, I, I think there's a there's a real, um, there'll be a real bit of bite to this game. Right. Um, Kilkenny stole it in Cork in Parky Keeve, um, the semi-final uh, last year. Um, and I think Cork feel like they owe Kilkenny uh, one. And I would be, I suppose, it's sorry, the semi-final two years ago, mm. um, which is which which is when they when they went on and won it. Um, so I think Cork feel like they owe Kilkenny one. Kilkenny feel like they owe Cork one <laughs> from obviously 2018 and the way they stole it. So it's tit for tat between these two teams and they haven't met since 2018 in the final. Mm. So they've, you know, they obviously... Um, Kilkenny knocked Cork out two years ago so it, it does have a sense of every second year you know who who comes out on top and we're talking inches inches right very good well we'll uh, chat closer to the final but thanks so much for uh, filling us in Sarah Dunnan pleasure thank you no worries cheers Good. see you Joe see you Sarah Dunham with us there so Kilkenny against Cork is uh, the final in this year's Camogie Championship we'll take a very short break Stephen Doyle will give us pretty much the uh, full time uh, report from Tallis Stadium next <laughs> 